Hey guys, welcome to Rank and Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. And on this episode, we are joined by a comedian, a podcaster, and all-around great person, Jesse May Peluso. How's it going? That's very presumptuous of you. You don't even know if I'm a great person. I, I like that. I like that move, the positive approach. That's, that's smart. That's true, actually. Because I, I, So I, I, I guess I should intro with, like, and all-around person, Jesse May Peluso. And then... No, let's stick with the positivity, you know. Elon Musk says he'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right. So I'm going to go with that. I can, I can get behind that. Um, and then obviously, yeah, this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Jesse May Palooza? Uh, what have you... Um, so the, the, uh, the question we always like to ask our guests uh, when, when they come on the show for the first time is, what is your background in horror? How'd you get into it? Uh, I kind of blame that on my dad. He always had some scary movie on, and even to this day, it's our favorite thing to do together like recently um i brought him to go see the latest annabelle installation nice uh annabelle the creation and before that was wish upon and uh yeah i see everything and anything from campy you know b creature features to the cerebral you know psychological thrillers it's just it's just ingrained in me like i literally want my earliest memory is when I was like eight years old, and my, it was like the middle of the day. My dad was watching Child's Play Two. <laughs> nice. And laughing his ass off. He loves anything with dolls because he thinks it's hysterical. <laughs> and I'm, he was laughing. Which I feel like is fair because it's always like anytime there's a thing with a doll, uh, like my family, like my uncle would always just be like, "Why wouldn't you just like football punt the doll into the next room and run away?" <laughs> Like it was yeah the logic you can't bring logic into movies that have creatures no because you're no. always the logic will win yeah exactly like as soon as you start questioning like well wait a minute how does lightning reanimate Jason it's like it's because it's a movie watch it's, watch the movie it's science it's horror science have some goddamn respect <laughs> exactly for God's sake it's like you can't just you can't football punt punt Chucky there's a soul inside of that doll <laughs> the ethics of doll punting you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's ethics to all of it. And I remember my dad just hysterically laughing, and I was terrified. He was like, you got to come watch this. It's so funny. And oh, my man. mom didn't want me to watch it. And I was like, mm, there's something to this. If, if Nancy doesn't want it, I want to do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I think it was rebellion and equal parts bonding with my father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got really into the misfits in a similar way. Like, my mom was... The one line in the sand she drew was no misfits t-shirts in this house and i was like i'm gonna listen to this fucking band and like sing about baby rape and you can't stop me mom <laughs> this is who i really am mom yeah my mom yeah. my mom took away my uh, my misfits fiend skull uh, sweatband that i i had on my wrist because uh, she was tired of seeing the fiend skull Oh, man. See, that really hits home because, Ryan, our friendship is predicated on your sweatband. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. Like your friendship's going to be over by the end of this episode. I just feel it. I feel like the tension already. Sweatpant tension is real. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have the name of the episode. Excellent. Sweatpant tension. That, which sounds we like should a... let everybody know that I, I have a little bit of, an, of a bronchial laugh, and I apologize. We're going to try and keep it at bay as much as possible. It might be a, an upgrade for my normal wild bird sound. No, see, so. like we, we, I, I think we go for a kind of bronchial tone on the thing, just like Good. a couple of, couple of wheezy ghouls talking about horror movies. Cool, cool. I'll fit right in. Yeah. So, so Quincy, what have you been up to this week? Like, what's the what's the media you've been consuming? What are you reading? So, uh, I just got a um, 
advanced review copy of William Gay's new posthumous book. Uh, what I really love about authors that just hold themselves up in cabins in Tennessee is mm. all they do is write. <laughs> so, uh, as ghoulish as it is, when William Gay died, I was like, at least we're going to get like 18 more novels from him. And so far, we're on track. There's, I think, two in the past three years. So uh, I haven't gotten to crack into that one yet. Oh, I also got uh, George Bataille's The Trial of Gil de Ray, uh, the, ser- the medieval serial killer that Bluebeard is based off of. Oh, shit. Uh, so that's like, you know, French translation of this baby murdering uh, knight who was part of Joan of Arc's army, but also murdered children because he was a sociopath. That's, wow. That's pretty that's sick. A, that's not a good on your, that's not going to get you a Tinder swipe. No, 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 not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this week I've been uh, doing two things, right? Um, so uh, I've been on a, a romance novel kick lately and I've started on, uh, I read the second book in like a trilogy of uh, uh, books uh, and then, no, no, totally. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it's uh, it's called a, a woman. It's uh, this. Uh, so it's this author, Cecilia Grant. She writes like a fucking scalpel, and I want to die. Like she's so. Oh, that's good. Oh, she's so good. Like she's able to cram like so much stuff into a, a paragraph about like the way the protagonist is getting dressed, and it's it's so good. And uh, the plot of the the one that I'm reading, which is like the first in this trilogy, is called uh, a, a woman, uh, a lady awakened. Uh, in the Blackshear family uh, trilogy, and it's about, like, this woman who, like, all right, so her uh, older husband that she didn't really care about is dead, and she's going to lose all of her shit if she doesn't produce an heir. So she finds this, like, yo- like local coxman who's been exiled from London, and she's just like, look, I need you to knock me up so I don't lose all my shit. And he's, and it's great because, like, it, it, it explores all these things where he's, he realizes, like, he's used to feeling like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at fucking, and then he realizes, like, oh, no, I'm act- actually, everybody's just been really nice to me this whole time, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So he has to, like, figure out <laughs> how to be a decent sexual partner, and it's fucking great. So I've been doing that, and I've been playing, um, Alien- I've been replaying Alien Isolation, which... Because I, those things go so well together. Uh, they really, you know, they're they're both about relationships. That sounds like my memoir title right there, Alien Isolation. <laughs> it's just my my introduction into masturbation. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Where you're just, you know, yeah, and and Alien Isolation is a lot like uh, a romance novel. You know, it's like uh, it's about uh, a woman trying to figure out her place in in the world. Um, she she's surrounded by gross dudes, and there's an alien that tries to uh, kill her. Um, so it's exactly like that. It sounds perfect. It sounds like my past dating life for the past three years. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> Documentary footage. So Have yeah, y'all I, picked I, up I, Melissa Broder's The Pisces yet? No. Have you heard about this book? No, what is this? No, what is that? The Pisces is a woman fucks a merman, but a novel. Nice. That's a popular theme this year. Yeah, yeah it's... Daniel <laughs> Steele, watch out. Yeah, honestly. 2018 is the year of fish fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I think Listen, if you're going to fuck something, fuck a fish, you know, get those yeah. get that sushi benefit. Absolutely. I, I feel like a memo went around and we're like, all right, guys, werewolves and vampires, they're out. We are out here fucking some fishmen. Mer- mer- mermaids and mermen make me think of uh, a cabin in the woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end. Yeah, it's a good movie. See, this just makes me wish. Great movie. See, this just makes me think that like uh, I wish that H.P. Lovecraft were still alive because that <laughs> that dude was terrified of fish. 
and wrote about fishmen because he was afraid of fish. And I just want to be like, look at this shit. We want to fuck the fish now, Herbert. What do you think about yeah. that? Oh shit, that just reminded me. Discount. Exactly. <laughs> I'm also reading The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval, which is the horror at Red Hook, but from a person of color's perspective. Damn, y'all reading some real thick stuff. Truly, yeah. The, the fucking you guys deep sleep cuts. okay at night, Jesus. I, the, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's we don't. It's fine. Well, although the horror at Red Hook, as done by a non-racist, it's like. So wait a minute. How does yeah a black man rewrote the horror at Red Hook to make it better? See, the book where H.P. Lovecraft's like, you know what I don't like about Brooklyn. It's all, the, it's all the minorities running. Yeah, it's like H.P. Lovecraft was a guy so dumb he went to fucking Brooklyn and like was basically standing on the street corner yelling, well, what's with all the minorities? And like flapping his pale little arms. Go back to Boston, Herbert. <laughs> God damn it, Herbert. Which like the horror at Red Hook, again, I, I think that's uh, my litmus test for like how racist an old-timey racist was is like, are his peers who are also old timey racists reading his shit and going, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the litmus test right there. The racist litmus litmus test. Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Black Mirror now. Oh God. Yeah. Can we rate the entire series, all four seasons, as one item on this list? Or oh, do we no. need to go episode by episode and just pick a couple? I think that's, that's tough. That's madness. I don't think you can... I, I, I think, um, for me anyway, like Black Mirror is so varying in terms of tone and subject matter and also quality throughout the, all of its seasons that it would be like trying to rate the entirety of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Like, okay, so... Uh, does the series that includes the first Nightmare on Elm Street and also the reboot, where do we put that? And it's like, well, that, no, what? How? No. Also yeah, the 3D one with the spark, with the Freddy, uh, sperm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Listen, the Freddy sperm, I mean. Oh, that was so messed up. I was yeah. like too real. Also, yeah. I'm slightly aroused. Right. Obviously. <laughs> and that's the problem you run with these movies is like, you're watching it. And it's like, I'm grossed out, but I'm also aroused. Who do I talk to? <laughs> I think Black Mirror episodes stand on their own. They're each It's like a movie, each of them on their own. And you know what? Each of them requires different amounts of recovery time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know sure. about you guys. You know, I wonder about the the gender um, uh, thing being associated, like guys watching it versus women watching it because our emotions are so different. But, man, after I watch an episode that's heavy, I have to sit back and, like, think about it for, like, four days or so before I can even speak about it oh for sure like this is not a bingeable show i don't think no it's not like it's, isn't it interesting yeah i think so yeah and especially because this is coming out during the advent of like binge watch tv on netflix right yeah it's like it's you know it's like seeing a, a gigantic burger that has all the toppings and you're like yo i'm gonna pound this thing in one sitting and you have one bite and it's like the bacon the double burger the cheese the onions you're like oh i gotta slow down i can't finish this puppy in one sitting i'm gonna crap myself to death exactly and you gotta like all right you know what i'm just gonna go i'm, I'm, I'm gonna hang out for a bit i'll come back i'll, I'll get a doggy bag i'll take come a back lap to it. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna take a lap around this place <laughs> take a powder come back to the burger um and like and so the first episode that uh i think uh, we're gonna talk about being uh, season two episode two white bear Whew. Yeah, right? So, um, a nightmare. Yeah, so the plot of the thing is uh, basically that it starts out, there's this woman who wakes up, she doesn't know where she is or who she is, uh, but everybody is just standing around um, 
in proper Black Mirror, what if phones, what if phones, but too much. Thank you, Mallory Ortberg uh, style, uh, <laughs> filming everything on their phones, and now, she's please. Do we want to spoil any of these episodes? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We got because because I, these Black Mirror is an important show. Not only is it entertaining and viscerally uh, lingering after. It's important because it's a, it's literally a mirror of society, and, and you got to appreciate each episode because you can learn from it. That's the thing. It's like, oh, man, i got to stop checking Instagram 15 times an hour. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, and I think this is a show that like lives or dies by the twist. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, like, giving, giving spoilers on these, on these episodes would be like, and that's why you shouldn't watch any of these episodes. Hey, you want to know or the plot keywords for this alert. episode <laughs> on right. IMDb? Oh God! Yeah, let's give some let's give some pl- uh, uh, some metadata. On, okay, on metadata. Yeah. Uh, plot keywords: hooded captive, cordless drill, woman crying, Ooh, and Jesus. waving a sparkler. So my first sexual experience. <laughs> I can sum that all. Waving a sparkler. Of all the okay. So no, what nightmare. pervert is searching shit. all of the movies on IMDb? With sparkler, what fireworks well, pervert is like? Unfortunately, Jack Jeepers. Ketchum. Jack Ketchum did die today, so it can't be him. Rest in peace, Jack Ketchum. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, White Bear. Honestly, I think the twist of this episode. I think of the episodes we watched uh, for this episode, uh, White Bear was m- probably my. I don't know, maybe not my least favorite, but I feel like. Um, the twist of uh, the twist in this episode is kind of like oh it's it's not so much satisfying as like oh well I guess that's happening okay yeah it doesn't have that kind of pop but it also the whole once the twist comes the whole episode you know it settles in it's not that much of a shock but still the whole what the fuck factor the WTF factor is still there yeah no I would agree uh, and 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 I think especially like White Bear versus like okay so. Uh, the, obviously, everybody uh, wants to kiss the episode San Junipero on the mouth um, because it's perfect. I want to kiss it right on the bum hole. Right on the bum hole. And it's, and it's perfect yeah. because, like, uh, to me, the, I don't know, like, the reveal of uh, the episode, like, once you actually figure out what's going on, it's not, oh, shit, I, like, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's, of course, like. Ev- yeah, and, and then you cry. Yeah, and then you sob uh, forever uh, into a pint of Ben and Jerry's because, like, like I, I think the really good twists are the ones that make you go, of course, and not oh shit. Like you know, I th- yeah, there, I think there's there's the the oh shit ones and the of course ones. They each have their, they each kind of play in, and it's it's funny that you say that because I feel like Black Mirror has that. They have those oh shit ones and the ones you go, of course. Yeah. But sometimes the of course ones, they still they still resonate because then it you start to like look at the bigger picture and you're like oh damn oh oh of course because yeah this is actually happening i did this four times last week <laughs> right because it's it's actually got some emotional resonance for the stuff you yeah so let's start throw let's throw one of these on the list and then we'll be able to kind of figure out where the rest go uh yeah how does the episode white bear compare to the tv show ash versus evil dead Mm. Ooh, fuck me. Uh, I, you know what? I feel like I would want to put Ash vs. Evil Dead above that just because that's two full seasons versus one episode. And I feel like that's almost, like, almost not even fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay, well, 
down the list, we have another single episode of TV, Doctor Who's uh, episode Blink with the Weeping Angel mm. statues. Hmm. I would want to say that Blink uh, is better, maybe just because of... And that's not almost not even fair, because I've seen Blink five million times, um, and I feel like that's become such a part of, like... Although maybe not so much anymore, but listen, listen, circa 2012 Tumblr, th- this was a heavy hitter, was was Blink from Doctor Who. Yeah, but like, granted, I'm not on Tumblr these days, but how's Black Mirror faring <laughs> on uh, Tumblr? Yeah, I, I don't really see a whole lot of Doctor Who anymore on Tumblr, so I feel like it's a uh, cultural moment has come and gone, but I, I do think that Blink has a more self-contained story in it that, that functions like a, like, a, like a Swiss watch in the way that... Um, and I, I kind of like it about White Bear, but it's also kind of messy as hell. Okay. What, you think White Bear's messy as hell? A little bit, where I, I, it, it almost kind of feels uneven where there's, like, it feels like two different episodes smashed up against each other once the reveal happens. Yeah, it does feel like that. So, yeah, like Neon Demon? Oh, it's better than Neon Demon. Okay, so we have a floor. Better than Neon Demon. We have a floor. At number 83. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's at least better it. than that. Oh, yeah. Um, would you rather watch White Bear or Hellraiser 2 for the bajillionth time? Uh, Jesse, what do you think? I love classics, you know? I mean, I th- that's the thing about Black Mirror. I don't need to see it twice. Yeah. 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 I don't need to see any of it twice because it... But then again, there's something to be said for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's nutrition versus uh, just like a, a sugar you know like a sugar snack like mm-hmm. I can eat keep eating these snacks I'm gonna be hungry and just I'm gonna binge on Hellraiser but when it comes to Black Mirror I have one bite I'm good so I don't know man that's tough I'm gonna have to go I would say White Bear over that just because uh, it makes me think beyond the epi- beyond the episode like after I'm done watching Hellraiser even though it's mm-hmm. super entertaining in the moment and I love, you know, the OG graphics and all that. Mm-hmm. I still like that lingering. The the linger is scary to me Yeah, from Black Mirror. That ripple, I mean, it's real. Yeah, I totally agree. And also because I, I would put it above, and here's the thing, like I love Hellraiser 2 and I watch it all the time, but he, Roger Ebert once described it as like, this is a special effects demo reel that could have been shot in any order without consequence to the plot. And... God damn it, he's right. I love that movie, but... Yeah, it's candy. Yeah, it's candy. It's like a series of nightmare images that, you know, are kind of like, all right, well, that was definitely an hour and a half of my life where, like, this was like, man, I, I gotta go lie down. Okay, Ryan, yeah, what was yeah. more of a shock to your system? The alien mm-hmm. fuck machine of the untamed or white bear? My heart belongs to the alien fuck machine. I'm sorry. Like, I, I got to give it to the untamed. Like, yeah, that movie's that, so fucking good. <laughs> that, movie fucked, that movie fucked my shit up real good. I don't even think I've seen that one. Oh, it's, oh, um, it's like, I don't know if it's, we got a screener of it. I don't know if it's out, out, but it is great. God, it sounds amazing. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, meteor falls to Earth, and there's an alien that just wants to fuck everybody, and oh, it's not compatible with human beings, so it kind of kills people, but... They have a good time until they die, and, like, people just one after the other are like, I really want to fuck this alien. And the farmer who uh, lives with the alien is like, yeah, go for it. Um, It's great. (laughs) 
Yeah. What what year is this? Are we talking like recently? Like, oh yeah, it's yeah, a this super year. Recent. Like either oh God, 2017 or 2018. Oh, it was 2016. Excuse 2016, me. but came out uh, last year. Yeah. Where can we find it? I need it. Uh, I need it Amazon <laughs> VOD. Um, and all of you listening nice. at home, if you have not watched Untamed, uh, I'm gonna keep oh. repping this movie until I die. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucking side, incredible. Side question for you guys, mm-hmm. just because of movies that are hard to find, not so hard to find now. Did you see Wolf Cop? Yes, yeah. I love Wolf Cop. Wasn't that fun? Man, it was honestly like my favorite werewolf movie of the last 10 years. <laughs> like... Me too. Me too. Werewolves and Sasquatches, those two movies are hard to find good ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can't think of a lot of good Sasquatch movies. Like, I guess Troll Hunter kind of counts, but kind of not. The only yeah, good kind of Sasquatch magical. movie, yeah. in my opinion, is Yeti, the monster of the 20th century, which is a Godzilla movie just with a guy that's really hairy. Yeah. Or like Legend of Boggy Creek. Legend of Boggy Creek's not bad. Yeah. And you know, anytime, you're keeping up with the Kardashians. That's <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is it's all like blurry footage of them, and then you try yeah. showing it to other people, and they're like, come on, man, that's bullshit. That's not, they, they're, they're not like, real. What? <laughs> Like no, they're they're real and they're my friends, and yeah. I think Bobcat Goldthwait has uh wi- Willow. Was it Willow Creek? Yeah, yeah, Willow Creek. yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. You Dude. know, it's not terrible for for a Sasquatch movie. And especially for like a third act of his career, Bobcat Goldthwait adventure. Like holy shit. Dude, he's super. I, I met with him once because I was gonna see if he wanted to direct my special. We're both from Syracuse, and he's super cool and super weird. And I agree. Like he just dabbles and stuff i mean world's greatest dad is such a good movie oh i he love just, that movie he's able to stretch his arms out into these different categories in his career yeah super respect for that dude wasn't he yeah. also in tattoo. several episodes of um was it tales from the crypt or are you afraid of the dark that bobcat was on i thought it was are you afraid of the dark yeah yeah that's right <laughs> yeah it was are you afraid of the dark he was in uh oh shit which episode was that the tale of the final wish I yeah. don't know. That show fucked my shit up when I was a little bitty child. Loved that. Oh yeah, Loved it so dude. Much. Even and just Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh yeah. I look like the Tales from the Crypt. I look like the Crypt Keeper right right now with the flu. Oh, same. I think all all three present generally kind of have the ghoul thing going, which which it, I think yeah. is important. Totally. But like, are you afraid of the dark? I think just just the intro of that show would scare the shit out of me as a kid, and it's so funny looking at it now because it's like, yeah, there's like an empty swing set with leaves and a clown statue. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the most innocuous shit. So, totally. is it safe to say that any episode of Black Mirror is better than Jennifer's Body? Ooh, I just rewatched that, man. I love Jennifer's Body a lot. I love Jennifer's Body. It's so I good. I love the humor. Yeah. I, I also love I, how, how bad a lot of the reviewers were for it, because they were like, Buh, this isn't sexy. Oh my and god, it's, what? shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, ne- are, right, you, are you kidding me? Did you see them kissing? What oh are you my. talking about? Yeah, first of all, like, what are you talking about? Secondly, uh, learn from my mistakes. Never hate read reviews written by shitty dudes t- uh, for Jennifer's body. It's yeah. It's pretty woolly out there. Or man. any re- review of any horror movie, for that matter, because yep. you just got to go in with an open mind with every horror movie, because you can find something beautiful from all of them, Absolutely. even if they're bad. Yeah, even if it's bad, you get to like go on a podcast and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is our life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like in in good conscience, I can't put any episode of Black Mirror over Jennifer's body, except for maybe San Junipero, but we're not ranking San Junipero, because that's not a horror movie. God damn it. Let's put San Junipero on this list as well. 
No. Wow, y'all switching up rules on the fly? No. Um, what is this, the NFL? It, it Literally, it is the NFL because nothing matters and there are no consequences. That's true. And my knees are already busted. I can feel it. <laughs> exactly. You're, okay, you, you know, well, you're, you get woozy, you get CTE. Yep. I'm going to just say any episode of Black Mirror is probably going to be better than that Attack on Titan movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally the entirety of uh, Black Mirror is better than Attack on Titan, especially White Bear, I would say. Okay, so what what if we put White Bear at number 74 between Attack on Titan and Jennifer's Body? Yeah, sounds good. All right. I feel, okay. good, about, I feel good about that. So number 74 on the list is White Bear. So where would San Junipero go then? Ooh, that is season three, uh, episode four. That's not even... I can't... See, here's the thing, though. I can't justify putting that on the list because I can't think of a single horror element of it. Okay, that's... Aside no, from, there's no horror element of it, and it's like... Yeah. Aside, it's, it's more of like a time. It's like if Nicholas Sparks got high on acid and had to write <laughs> something science fiction-y. Not even science fiction. Science fiction-y. Yeah. I mean, like, I, the, the one... Now, here's the thing. The one part of San Junipero that I could maybe think was, like, horror-adjacent is just that the idea of mortality is generally scary. But, yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, it's not so much death is scary as... Well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but... Um, yeah, I, Quincy, I, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta, I, I gotta put my foot down. I, I don't know that we can rank San Junipero on a horror movie list. No. My only counterpoint is that the mm-hmm. tags on IMDb <laughs> are interracial uh-huh. relationship, lesbian relationship, ghost in the machine, and nursing home. <laughs> nursing home? That's, it. That's I, ridiculous. The, somebody, man, somebody's out there cranking their hog to these things. Somebody I know they really are. Is. Fuck's sake. So, um, so ridiculous. if San Junipero yep. can't go on the list, what about Hang the DJ? I would argue that doesn't really oh. fit on the list either. No. Uh, well, I agree, because it's in the same, it's the same tone as San Junipero, and it definitely... But you know what? I The thing about Hang the DJ is that the end really messed me up because oh, yeah. i was just like well what well, well then what it, what is it what is anything you <laughs> yeah. know because sometimes the horror can happen in the realization of what's going on right and Be- it, you know the horror exists in your own psyche so there's, there's that's an art form to be able to re- to have that manifest so i don't know i mean for me that's it was scared me it scared you know they scared my shorts near off, right, right off my bum. Right, and it's like a jump scare for your. Yeah, parents. and that whole yeah. one, I'm like watching it with dread, and like you know, how is he gonna goof this up? Because you know, it's very right. clear he's gonna screw up. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. But again, hmm. like it's more Logan's Run than it is. Um, I'm trying to think of like Alien. You know, it's not really right. horror. Yeah, it's like Jodie Foster contact. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like pure like speculative fiction and not so much like weird yeah. weird fiction. Um, but then again, when you, when you look at the larger scale of life, and at the end, you're like, okay, well then I'm just gonna get rid of all of my dating apps because nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Because here's because here's the thing: we're all gonna die and we're all playing footsie with the void. So you know, fuck it. Yeah. 
Footsie with the Void. I saw them at Coachella last year. They're great. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear the bass player is a really good guy. Um, like so the, hot. So I, I know, right? So like the the one big uh, horror episode of San Junipero that I think is like sort of comically a horror episode would be Playtest in season three. Yes, um, White Mirror season is, three. Episode that that two. messed me up too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly like the. I I don't know that there's so much a twi- this this episode is like a Russian nesting doll of twists. Yeah, where yeah, it's it really like, is. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah, because they pull it's the super tricky. Yeah, because like the so the plot of the episode is uh, there's a fella who looks like the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, and he's on his European backpacking bullshit where he's like That's you know he's hilarious. Yeah, he's growing the beard out. He's shaggy and he like you know shacks up with this lady that he meets at a bar and he's like, I'm a, I'm a cool American guy." And uh, as a tourist, he answers this ad that's like, hey, we are a big video game company. Come play test our bullshit. And he's like, I have nothing going on in my life right now because I'm avoiding all of my responsibilities back in the United States. So, yeah, I'll play a video game. And the company plugs some bullshit into the back of his head. And it's like, we're creating... Plugs some bullshit in the back <laughs> of his head? I love the specification. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, it's kind of like the Matrix with the, the tube and the plug in the back yep. of the head. But they're, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we call it a mushroom. And so the idea is that they're developing this survival horror video game. And they're like, it draws on all of your deepest fears and subconscious <sighs> rumblings to most perfectly craft the experience for so you. So it's... Um... McMack Manor, uh, the haunted house. <laughs> it is literally the McMack Manor, where it's, it's like thirteen ghosts. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, it you is. Know, just, it is like thirteen. As ghosts. far as like the one location and like the different, the go- each ghost had its own little thing. Yeah. If we, I mean, just because usually people keep their fears to themselves for the most part, and to have something to be able to tap into it. Mm-hmm. you know just unsolicited and to throw it in your face that freaked me out yeah and also what he was afraid of i just the anticipation of wh- what was gonna come next was so fun for me this was a really fun episode oh yeah it's so much and fun. it had that sort of like cab a cabin in the woods aspect to it as far as like you know what was gonna show up next yeah and be- especially like because knock on the door yeah and, and especially because like it's drawing on like uh the the fact that his mom has been calling him throughout because like his his father has just died and his mom is really upset and depressed and needs someone to talk to and he's you know playing hooky basically in Europe where he's like blah I just want to avoid all of my responsibilities and go backpacking in Europe and it it, it for me I, I think it does the cool thing of having two plots going on at the same time and then they intersect at the end yeah in a big way. Yeah, yeah, in a very crucial and way. And when, when, when the B-plot seems to be such a B-plot and you realize, oh, that's the A-plot. That's yeah. Super, 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 um, that just the way, that sometimes, you know, like you said, sometimes a twist, you're like, of course, but then sometimes they come and you're like, damn. Yeah, yeah, and I, and, and I, I don't know that one is better than the other, because I, I, think, I think I'm kind of backtracking on being like, no, the of course uh, twist is way better than the oh shit twist, but here's the thing. Oh Maybe shit! Change. Yeah, oh shit! Twists are great, and this one has a has a pretty yeah. fun one. Yep. So, I love this episode. Yep. What is more fun, Grim Ones Two, the new batch, or Playtest? Oh, ah, uh, oh, dude. Come on. How, how do you? Okay. All right. You can't even. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. That's yeah. All right. So 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 which. Why do we why do we do this to ourselves? I would I I can't even believe I'm gonna say this. Gremlins two I I gotta put a bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
What got, year was Gremlins 2? Was that 89? I want to say it was 90. Was it? It's got the Hulkster. Let me see. I mean, it's such a classic. I feel like... Yep, 90. Oh, man. Have you Oof. seen you the novelization of Gremlins 2? I have. No. There's a page it, like, where it turns into... It fleshes into, out the brainy it's gremlin. It's the movie scene, except it's the book. So they're like, now you are reading the book, and the Gremlins won't let you finish reading the book. It was actually written by the guy that does the metadata on IMDb. <laughs> he wrote the novelization of Gremlins 2, where he's just like... And, the, and then the brainy gremlin walked into feet, naked women, dead women, running women. And, it, you know, it, it gets kind of abstract for a minute there in the novelization. But, I mean, it was 1990, so everybody was drunk with power. Everything was abstract <laughs> in 1990. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, would, I would put Gremlins 2 above uh, Playtest from Black Mirror purely because um, uh, Playtest gives me an oh fuck moment. Gremlins 2 gives me an extended what the fuck. Fuck. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a horror circus. It's 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 a, it's a there's a kaleidoscope of stuff going on in that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like a shoebox diorama. It, it's it's just so much happening. Um, so I would put it a uh, I would put playtest below Gremlins too. But I will say, Quincy, what movie do you think I'm about to dunk on? Uh, I know what you're gonna dunk on. Cat in the Brain. <laughs> yeah. He, because because cat in the brain goes why am, why am i the way that i am and playtest is going why are you the way that you are basically <laughs> as like yeah as, yeah as as like someone who and and as a you know kind of a ghoul who consumes horror and loves horror and creates horror and is generally into horror it's like okay so um and because especially the episode takes pains to earlier on be like look it's a safe setting where you can experience fear and then be okay and then it completely subverts that and i feel like that's a way more interesting thing to explore than just why am i such a dirty boy is just lucio Lucio fulci clawing his face and screaming it is my greatest hope that people are listening to this podcast in their car and every time we start building up like it's the it's our it's going to be our catchphrase is oh it's not as you know it's better than cat in the brain like that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> yep, they're going to be waiting for it. There's going to be drinking games. Are we going to shit on Lucio Fulci's Cat in the Brain? So, and the answer is that yes. would make uh, playtest number sixty right between Gremlins two and Cat in the Brain. I feel pretty good about that. Seems like a nice little place to tuck it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the episode "Shut Up and Dance," season three, episode three. Uh, you know what? Don't be happy. Jeez, Watch crazy. this fucked up episode of Black Mirror. Jesus. It okay. So shut up and dance in season three. Um, I th- I feel like this is the standout episode that a lot of people scream about when they scream about season three. Um, <laughs> and because basically the plot of the thing is, um, what would happen if uh you left your webcam on and a hacker caught you in a compromising position and then could make you do all sorts of bullshit that you don't understand because if you don't do it, they're going to leak the compromising material and ruin your life. Um. And this episode... Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Honestly, this episode gave me, like, fucking anxiety. I, I had I like to... it's happening right now as I'm looking into my laptop camera. I'm like, <laughs> I need one of those little chip things. I'm literally folding a piece of paper over it right now. Yeah. Have you all the... seen The Den? 
No. The Den is a movie where this woman gets on a chat roulette adjacent service and a hacker takes over her life and like kidnaps and tortures her because he's in, he gets, he finds his way in and won't get out. Yep. Yeah. Oh Jesus. See, I feel like if somebody hacked her life. See, I feel like if somebody hacked my computer, they would mostly be like, "If you don't do what we say, we're going to show everybody how much IMDb trivia you read in your life and how quickly you scroll down to personal life on somebody's Wikipedia page." <laughs> no, what's actually like going to show like... is how many IMDb tags you have authored. <laughs> It was How actually many times me. you looked up your exes on Facebook? <laughs> oh, God. Those are most embarrassing things. Oh, the worst. Go ahead and show a tit pic. I don't care. Leak my tit pics, but just don't show me times I've looked at Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ch- the world can't know about Chad. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, like, and honestly, the kid that's, the I guess, the protagonist of this episode, that actor fucking owns Bones. Like, he is so good as this terrified yeah. kid. Um who's doing the thing now there's kind of a twist i guess at the end of the episode about the kid that i think is left ambiguous um but where basically you watch all that and then you're like do i still feel sorry for this guy um because it asks you that question like would i do this uh yeah yeah and i honestly like that i was really impressed with that kid and then also uh the guy that plays what's his name the sellsword on game of thrones like the really like crusty guy that hangs out with yeah, Braun, yeah, the guy that hangs out with Tyrion. Um, he plays um, a gross businessman guy in this who also uh, was a dirty, dirty boy and had compromising material on him. And um, and basically, the entire thing just made me want to die. Like, <laughs> it's so... It, 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 scares, it scared the shit out of me because of just the realization. And it, and it made me think of the fact that, like, so um, my girlfriend, Christina, like, she had a professor um, uh, in college who had a friend who was another professor who was, like, a pretty sharp guy and pretty cool. And that guy... Oh yeah, that guy got a thing that Warren Ellis refers to as abyss gaze, where this guy learned too much about surveillance and about how much we're watched and about how easy it is to spy on people and know all sorts of shit about them. And he went crazy, and he is now... No one really knows where he went. Like He, just he went of, into this episode. <laughs> yes. His soul created this episode. It did, and it's and it's horrifying. Um, and so I think, that, yeah, like, that's a real kind of horror is just, like, how easy it is to, like, how much of ourselves are out there and how much of that can be exploited by somebody with enough savvy. So I'm scrolling up and down our list and trying to find I'm going to puke uh, anxiety attack movies. And... <laughs> I'm not sure where to go. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now, is it... Is is Shut Up and Dance better than Playtest? Yeah. Uh, Well... Yeah, I I would say for the, the sheer fact that it it feels so... It's so... Like he said, it's so easy to do this in real life. Yeah. Yeah, because Playtest sort of works in the abstract a little bit more. Yeah, Which, it does. nothing wrong with that, obviously, for horror, but I think if, if, it's, if it could happen, I feel like in this case, like, I was, I think I was glued to Shut Up and Dance in a way that I wasn't necessarily glued to Playtest. Yeah, and m- most people were. It yeah. just, this was, like, a real popular episode. Yeah, it just clicks right the fuck along, doesn't it? It does. And you're just like, oh, God. Oh, God, that's <laughs> going to happen to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Somebody call my mom. I'm <laughs> deleting everything. <laughs> I feel like somebody call my mom. I'm deleting everything is the most relatable feeling. 
Yes, seriously. It's yeah. going to be my Netflix special title. <laughs> um, so I would, I would say uh, this movie is definitely better than um, Playtest, but I would say it's... Uh, I, I, I do think it's better than The New Batch. I don't know that it's better than Haunters, The Art of the Scare, that documentary about haunted houses, because I am never re-watching this episode. Um... I'm probably going to end up rewatching Haunters. So I got to watch Haunters. Is that oh, good? Oh, it's so oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. Listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> was that a recording? Was yeah. that on your soundboard? Uh, we're a bunch of we're a bunch of dweebs. Just oh my god, it was so no, good. No, here's the thing that here's fucks me bite. up. Yeah. This show, this episode of Black Mirror could happen. Haunters is a mm-hmm. documentary, so it's actually happening. There is a oh, man God. who is torturing people because he got them to sign a waiver to go to his haunted house. Yeah. Oh God, that sounds horrific. Oh, and dude, fun. Jesse, it, Jesse, Jesse, you, you, you got dog turds in your mouth because you paid him two hundred dollars in uh, a donation to his charity of choice, and he'll waterboard or, no, 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 you dog food. and put dog shit all dog over food. you. And he'll keep you for eight hours, and there's no safe word. Oh, there is that a sounds like an R. Kelly experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, like it's 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 the kind of thing that you watch. Like, dude, you you gotta watch Haunters because it's like you're gonna be thinking about it for days afterward. But like, you know, sort of like how the fuck does a person become okay with doing this shit? It's basically yeah, and that's that's when you realize. Oh, so this is what this is what fuels material for black mirror (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so it's like real life black mirror episode versus fake what if that's what it sounds like yeah what if haunted houses but too much and that's haunters the art of the scare so i would sandwich it uh comfortably between uh gremlins to the new batch and haunters the art of the scare okay i am calling it guys doing this download Mm -hmm. this episode put it on a thumb drive uh Mail it to yourself with a copy of the newspaper. Season four of Black Mirror is going to have an extreme haunt. Oh, one hundred percent. It's going to explore five. the season four. Just season five. It's, it's going to explore. Five, yeah. It's going to explore the ethical boundaries of like how much of this shit is too much. Is there is there a place we should stop? Yeah, I, I always wonder like what uh, what more could they do because the season was so wild. Like, they oh, definitely. Yeah. You think they're going to go more into the paranormal area? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the episode that fucked me up the most from Black Mirror was the entire history of you, where it's this guy who's able, like, you're able to record everything into your memory as it's happening yeah, and then play it back yeah. and watch it. Uh, that was the first ever episode I watched, and I didn't sleep great that night. Quincy, talk about socks. Let's talk about fucking socks. Hey, let's talk about socks. You know <laughs> what you have to wear every day? Is it socks? It's socks. Yeah, you can't fucking... get away with not wearing socks. I've tried, and I'm sorry, it don't work out well. Here's the thing: I don't trust anybody my age who wears shoes without socks. That's that right there is a man who has nothing to lose, and and they're dangerous. But the good news is, so there are these socks that um, we have gotten called Bombas, and I. So you know that thing where you hear an ad on a on a podcast, and you're kind of like, okay, well, I mean, they're you know they're just like shelling for this thing. We were IRL messaging each other on Twitter, screaming about these socks and about how comfy they are. Yeah, um, so Bombas are these super fancy socks. They've got stay-up technology. Uh, The company has told us they tested 133 tension levels to find socks that don't roll down on your ankles when you're walking around all day. 
Yeah, these are like science socks. Like these are, it was like weird science without all of the weird misogyny and they produce these incredible socks. They've got like a, what? You were telling me the ankle sock has like a blister tab to prevent blisters? Yes, I normally hate ankle socks and these ankle socks have an extra thick tab right on where your heel rubs against your shoe so that it won't blister. That is, yeah, holy shit. And they come in a bunch of, like, crazy colors. I have been wearing nothing but these. Now, and here's the thing. I've been, like, a, a Hanes black uh, uh, sock man for the last, like, decade of my life. And I don't think I can ever go back now. I gotta wear these socks. Yeah, I have worn a different pair of Bombas every day this week. And this has been, uh, it significantly improved my day. Yeah, legitimately. And also, it's made of this material. Uh, apparently, it's long staple Pima cotton, which is warm in the winter and cool in the summer, and it is just softer than an android's bottom. It is incredible. We cannot recommend these socks enough. Yeah, they're super durable. Um, I wash mine with my... I wash my underwear, my towels, and my uh, socks the same, and they. you'd <laughs> right. think that that would destroy these socks. It doesn't. Um, no. They also have this honeycomb support system and performance footbed so that they actually they're socks that give you arch support yeah it is it is fucking bananas out here so bombas socks um if you go to the website quincy what is that website if you go to the special url bombas b-o-m-b-a-s dot com slash rank not only will you be greeted with a friendly message that says hi, Rank and Buy listeners, but new customers will get 20% off their first order with code RANK, R-A-N-K. But you have to go to the special URL, so don't like post this on one of those coupon websites. you got to go to <laughs> bombas.com slash rank first and then use the code. Because here's the thing, if you're a horror goblin and you're out here watching horrifying, disgusting things, you gotta, you know, you gotta cling to something, and one of those things is socks. Listen, socks. Uh, when you're curled up on the couch late at night and your tootsies are cold, uh, a good pair of Bombas will keep them toasty and warm. <laughs> also, yep. Bombas are philanthropic, so you're, you can, like, give back to the world uh, by buying these socks. Uh, Bombas has a really great um, giveaway program. Every time you buy a pair of socks, they donate a pair of socks to a homeless shelter. Yeah, and especially it's winter right now. It's real fucking rough out there, and they're doing a really good thing. Yeah, and they're doing this. They've given away 5 million socks to shelters in all of the United States. Yeah, so like even aside from the philanthropy... Fucking great socks, you guys. So once again, go to bombas.com slash rank uh, and get uh, a proper discount on and your new socks. Trust rank me. for 20% off. You're going to thank us, I promise. So um, the next movie on our list uh, that... Uh, so I think we're going to dive into listener requests. Um, uh, Jesse, what do you feel like talking about? We have Nightmare on Elm Street, Creep, Hush, They Live, a, um, really shitty Bigfoot movie. Has anyone else seen Shriek of the Eddie? Shriek of the Mutilated? 
I haven't, man. I, you know, I always, honestly, I look for Sasquatch movies all the time. This is a Sasquatch movie. It's so trash. It's awful. I didn't finish it, oh, so man. like we can't even talk about it. But it's on Amazon Prime. It if you want to watch it, it's one of those uh, like it's on Amazon Prime because it's um. Like a student film, and there's 60 stars, and it's all the well. Cast it's like groups. shot on Super 8 in the 70s, and like was in some mom's garage, and then someone was like, "We got to find content for Amazon," and they dusted it off yeah, and uploaded right. it. So it's yeah. not great. So um, we're gonna jump into some listener requests. Uh, uh, the Everything Is Awesome podcast requested. I have to point out here, probably my favorite movie ever: A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, Dream Warriors. Um. Number one, next. Uh, the next one we're going to do is... No, okay. So, uh, Dream Warriors is uh, perfect. It's I a love really fucking really good movie. Also, so let's not forget that Dream Warriors is the Nightmare on Elm Street that was adapted for Super Nintendo. And no matter which kid you played as, you could cross-dress in Terrans, In My Dreams I'm Bad, miniskirt, and throw switchblades. Shit, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you got you loved that as a kid. You mm-hmm. probably love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. If I if I was into anything as a kid, it was switchblades and leather. Um, and, and, and and like, dude, I had, I had such a on crush. Your, uh, supple boy calves. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, oh, we're ready for Friday. Supple boy calves. We already have the name of the episode, but I'm probably gonna have to do a parenthesis. Supple boy calves. <laughs> supple boy you calves. Know, can I be a girl for a minute and just talk about how amazing the outfits and costumes were in this movie? Oh, they're oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, from, like, the classic jacket, like, the cop jacket to that, like, uh, what was that? There was, like, some sort of heavy metal chick, wasn't there? Yeah, Taryn. Like, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I, I want, that, sh- that should be a Halloween costume. It's <laughs> just an amazing look. Like, yeah. I, I'm ready to go out. I want to go see Marilyn Manson next weekend in that outfit right now. Absolutely. You've got the studs, you've got the leather, and then you've got, like, um, so many of the outfits in this movie, I love that... I feel like every one of the kids in this movie, you can tell from looking at them pretty much everything you need to know about them just from <laughs> looking at them. Like, all right, so you're the you're the, you're the the wise-ass, you're the nerdy kid that plays D&D, you're the, the tough kid that's going to beat the shit out of me. And for real, like, you meet all those characters in group therapy, and you go around the circle and you go, I got all of your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then also you've got um nancy coming back as the uh, grad school superstar who's gonna like sort these kids out who's been through this experience before um yeah i love that like sort of you know i'm um <laughs> i'm uh you know pro in this in this field i know my way down the street <laughs> i know my way down elm street bitch yeah yeah let's not fuck around here and that introduction yeah. where the girl is saying like one two and she's like Freddy's coming for you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah. Spider-Man pointing at himself meme where it's, ah, <laughs> and they both point at each other. Um, and then also like this was, now here's the thing. This was the movie that I think more than any other horror movie, I think got me into horror properly because this was the one that I saw as a kid that like I had nightmares for months about Freddy Krueger because of this movie because you had like, yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, and, and this was, um, I think one of the movies where they started going fucking buck wild with, um, dream logic because first movie, they're kind of fucking around with it, but Freddy is still mostly just like a slasher that you happen to dream about. And yeah. then part three was, I think the perfect horror movie sequel where it's like, all right, 
we're going to acknowledge what the original movie did, keep that, bring back characters you already know, introduce some characters you now care about, and we're going to push the fucking envelope with like, all right, we need this one kid to die via having his tendons ripped out and used as marionette strings. Um, we it had need... a poltergeisty feel to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, not least because you had a TV that kills someone with, welcome to prime time, bitch. And which... I'm not even going to lie to you. Anytime I've uh, gone on to a new part of my life or started something new, I always quietly whisper, welcome to primetime, bitch, to myself <laughs> um, out loud in real life. Um, but yeah, so you've got all these kills in this movie that sort of bring it into the surreal and take advantage of dream logic in a way that the previous ones didn't. And that admittedly, the later movies would probably do a little bit too much of. Yeah, and this one also, I feel like, the um, special effects were really cool. Like they definitely had the um, makeup budget in this one to go a couple different into a couple different realms with you know having a variety of sort of ghoulish imagery. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And they got um, creative with that. Yeah, and I, I think it's also knowing that like so much of the imagery in this thing, like oddly enough, one of the bits that still creeps me out the most is like. So this is Patricia Arquette's first movie, obviously. And Holy shit, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, this is her debut film. Um, Dope. She, she spends most of it screaming, I think. Um, yep. She's got, yeah, it, it, her, her voice achieves this, like, pitch that can only be heard by, like, dogs in the area. Um, and I think there's this bit where she's, like, wandering through the Elm Street house, and she just sees this pig, uh, this, like, roast pig on a table. Uh, and it, like, she gets close to it and starts to kind of reach out to it, and then it, like, sort of, like, bites at her. And apparently that was a, that was a real dead pig that was puppeted. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, dude, it had, like, puppeteers, like, hanging out, and then they all had to, like, draw straws for who was going to do it because it smelled so bad. It's like Black Mirror. That sounds like some Black Mirror (laughs) stuff right there. Right there. Dead pig. Um, and this movie... Are we going to get to it? Can we talk about the huge Freddy head? Oh, please. Let's talk about the giant penis. I mean, that was, like, erotic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scene. He's, like, eating her from the waist down. Yeah. Getting... I mean, that's just so cool. I love that. Yeah. Just She's just getting, it was just, like, you know, prom night, just getting eaten alive, <laughs> but, like, kind of romantically. Right. But you die, you know, but sometimes, you know, love hurts. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna get eaten by a giant. Fred How head. many Vore <laughs> fans uh, do you think this was oh, their sexual awakening? <laughs> damn it! Oh please, God, there's definitely a couple it. furries out there reacting reenacting these scenes for yeah, sure. Yeah, one hundred percent, and especially because I love that. So they had the giant like Freddy snake puppet that eats uh, half of Patricia Arquette before she like gets saved, and apparently they did it so that it was like flesh colored the first time because that's what they wanted, and then. Um, the director walked onto the set and was like, guys, that looks like a fucking penis. And they were like, yeah. we know. And he's like, no, that's bad. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is, this rules and it's a giant penis. And he was like, apparently they'd sent the dailies back to New Line and they were like, this looks like a fucking penis and you guys need to do something. So they like painted it green to make it look less like an obvious phallic symbol. I love that that's like, I love that that's the parameter of where the line is. It's like, um, yeah, but that guy's tendons were just marinating his wrists. And that's okay. That imagery mm-hmm. is, is fine just because it doesn't look like a penis. You know, penises are scary. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like that versus all of the other crazy shit that happens. And they were like, that's a bridge too far. That looks like a penis. 
I mean, they should have kept it. I wish they would have kept it flesh colored. Yeah. See, a thing that I wish they would have kept in this is that um, there's a scene in uh, this movie where a nurse, that who you think is a nurse, like seduces uh, one of the kids in a dream sequence, and then oh no, it's Freddy. Um, but so she she gets naked. But the the crucial thing here is that initially they were gonna make it so that she starts transforming into Freddy with her titties still out. That's great. And that was what they initially did, and they test shot it. And the director was like, "That's too much. We need to have an obvious like delineation between this is Goral, and then long pause, and here's Freddy fully clothed." And it's like, dude, you guys could have made so many teenage boners eat themselves <laughs> by keeping that in. Seriously, like, it would have been so good. Ones just too. like a hot dog yeah. in a microwave. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, hey, this is really sexy, isn't it? Oh shit, it's Freddy with titties, and your boner's going. Eh? Except, and... Yeah, and it also adds another element of fear and terror when it's just you know scary, burnt tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like scarred Freddy tits. Yeah, make them scarred Freddy tits. Yeah, another episode title option. There we go. We've honestly, it's an embarrassment of titles. But listen. I'm on Instagram. You cannot tell me that people have, you know, we've already done that with the quote-unquote sexy, you know, Halloween costume industry. Like, so many yeah. people are already dressing as sexy, sexy Freddy Krueger. <laughs> sexy baby. Well, you know, that's where I put the baseline for sexiness, because you're absolutely right. There's already sexy Freddy Krueger. Once I saw sexy baby, I was like... All right, girls, call your dad, go to therapy, reconnect with whatever parental figure didn't love you or loved you too much because the sexiness has got to stop. When your sexy Freddy Krueger are ready for Halloween, they missed a mark. They should have kept the titties. Well, yeah, like that's that's exactly it is like if there were um, so all of the like sexy fill in the blank costumes. I feel like if you're going to do like sexy Jason or sexy Freddy, you should fucking like commit to it and be like, all right, so the all right, so we're keeping the titties in, but also they're horribly scarred and you look like yeah. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, make a costume and, and be and then put that on Instagram and say this is what they should have done for Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, instead of just like. I'm I, I'm an I'm an attractive lady who has a skirt that's red and green stripes and has slashes in it, but also I look basically like myself. And it's like, no, no, go bigger. Seriously. Go bigger, go home. So and then, yeah. So where on the list would we put Nightmare this? on Elm Street is twenty two. Is it better than the first? It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Legitimately, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. It's got all the elements of the first, but it's. It's on crack. Yeah. And Taryn yeah. fucking you know. rules, so Oh. She's yeah. I have I have a t shirt with Taryn on it. Like she's yeah, she's fucking iconic. Um So speaking I... of horribly burned tits, isn't it Evil Dead Two where the uh decayed corpse of Ash's girlfriend gushes all that black blood out of her tits? I wanna say that's right. I yeah, I mean it sounds right. So which is yeah. better? What they didn't do in Nightmare on Elm Street three <laughs> or what they did do <laughs> in Evil Oof. Dead Two? Ah uh, I You guys go deep. Yeah, we listen, we don't we don't we don't fuck around. I, I would honestly I hate to say it, I think I gotta put Nightmare Three over Evil Dead Two because Evil Dead Two describe to me the plot of Evil Dead Two and it's just a guy goes buck wild in a cabin and some yeah. horrible shit happens where this actually has like a coherent and not that a thing needs to have like an ABC plot to function, but, but uh, in horror yeah. when that happens and it happens well like this and it's psychological and it's like, you know, uh, 
that sort of dream in a dream sort of situation. There's mm-hmm. a lot of layers there, and to pull off a plot, middle, beginning, end, all that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. No, definitely. So, so. how does Nightmare <laughs> Three uh, compare to Poltergeist? Oh, whoa, Oof. whoa! You're tugging on heartstrings here. You hit a nerve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, no way. There's no com- Poltergeist. Totally takes precedent and mm-hmm. power and position over nightmare and also nightmare. has actual yeah. bodies in it actual yeah. corpses yeah it does yeah and in what which poltergeist was it the second with the braces oh jesus yeah that was poltergeist too that was freaky um but poltergeist one is just for the the creepy guy alone knocking on the door and and in that whole situation mm-hmm. like that is just just his teeth Oh, are better God. than most movies. Um, <laughs> just fake, yep. you know, makeup that exists in the in those other movies. Just his real teeth are terrifying. Yeah, like, come, are you kidding me? I love when when um, the the medium comes in and and the whole family's behind her and she goes, "Back up off me! You're jamming up my frequencies." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I put that on a shirt so bad. Zelda Rubenstein, though. Yeah, she's ah ah so good. Um, yeah, you're 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 one hundred percent right. Obviously, Poltergeist it's 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 better. It's better than Nightmare it's Three. So it's a great great movie. Poltergeist is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So Craig T. Nelson, come on. Yeah, what Craig T. Nelson reading an autobiography of Ronald Reagan while getting blazed? Like what else do you yes. want? Yes, the 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 worm scene. Oh. Come on. Yeah, no, it it owns. Um, however, uh, Quincy, I would say the floor for this, Nightmare 3, I think, is better than oh, Predator. Oh, for sure better than and Predator. For sure better than Predator because, A, it's about something. Uh, B, because there's a camaraderie in this movie between the kids that I think I've been, I, I look for in so many other movies like this, and I'm always disappointed that they're not literally just Nightmare Part 3. And, and, motherfucking score by Angelo Badalamenti of Twin Peaks. Yeah. I think you've actually hit on something with the camaraderie. Predator has camaraderie because you literally have characters saying, we're friends. And Nightmare 3, you actually see, like, oh, look, those friends are working together. Whereas Predator is like, let me show you how this guy is my friend. I am very upset, so I'm yeah. going to mow down a jungle with a machine gun. It's the same thing, like, when people say they're not racist. You're like, oh, no, you're you're racist. Here's yeah. people n- a- acting not racist. They're not racist, but you're definitely racist. Right, like, if you have to clarify, like, listen, yeah. we're, we're friends. It's See, now I'm just picturing, like, Karen from Nightmare 3, like, clasping hands with Kincaid and going, you son of a bitch, <laughs> and just clasping hands. Yeah, that's a f- show of friendship. Yeah, that's how you know. That's, I mean, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you have never if you've never done that, I don't know that you can really be close friends if you don't bicep handshake while saying you son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I feel like that's just the sign of best friendship right there. Mm-hmm. Which movie has a better ensemble cast? Shaun of the Dead or Nightmare 3? Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So many, br- so many characters, so many different characters, so many, um, like, the personalities. It's that, oh, God, that movie's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like it's it's fun, but also it legitimately makes me cry every time Sean's mother dies. Yeah. Like I can't even deal with it, dude. Like th- between that and the way Simon Pegg delivers the line, "Get that thing away from my mum," like 
Oh, no, leave me here. I can't, I can't even deal with Sean. Leave me here. Simon Pegg is so dope. Man, he's one of those guys that, like, I, I never want to find out that he's a shitbird. I know. I know. We're gonna, though. Buck Yo, up. 2018's gonna be a big year. Yeah, it's coming. Big year for shitbirds. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, a, that's an episode man. title. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big year for 2018. Big year for shitbirds. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so number 18 for A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. I feel yeah. pretty good about that. Uh, do we have time for one more? No, no, I think oh, that's, that's about all we got. Um, Jesse, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Well, I'm not on the internet, but I'm in their closet right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Black Mirror. <laughs> Black Mirror intro crack. Uh, what a simple... No. Can we talk about the simplicity of that sound i just love it yeah oh um, yeah it's like yeah, three it's notes they can find me on the World Wide web uh jessiemay.com is my website and my podcast is called sharp tongue where i talk about all the stuff on the road hecklers i play some of my comedy i interview friends and comedians and celebrities and all that stuff so and uh i'm in a town near you at some point i'm sure come check me out i'll be live Near yeah. you, in a town, in a, in a bowling alley, maybe <laughs> in a Buffalo Wild Wings at midnight after a show, crying into a basket of tenders. <laughs> As I, th- I think is, yeah, it's, it's, it's the ideal state, I think, for that. It is. Yeah, Jesse May Peluso on all the social media handles. And uh, I'll be underneath my blankets for a while, trying to avoid technology taking over my life. Thank you, Black Mirror, for ruining reality. <laughs> Charlie Thanks, Brooker. Black Mirror. As, as, as I clasp hands with Charlie Brooker, you son of a bitch, flex, flex bicep. <laughs> um, Quincy, where can our listeners find us online? Our listeners can find us on Friendster and MySpace. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Zanga. <laughs> Zanga. Angel yeah. Fire. Angel Fire, yeah. Uh, space, no, we space. have a Twitter. Space, it's RankinVileCast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at RankinVile. Uh, I'm fairly active on that. Uh, we have a Tumblr. If you want to send a request, you can uh, put it in our Tumblr ask box. Um, we have an email at rankandvilecast uh, at gmail.com. Um, if you want to advertise with the show, guests on the show, suggest a movie, say hey, quote Predator at us, whatever you right. want to do. <laughs> be, a, be, a, be a Predator at us. Yeah. And we'll yeah. do it. Be, be a predator, don't, don't but not a black a predator, mirror predator. Be a <laughs> be a tusky uh, predator. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be sipping tea and watching a girl do laundry. That's the wrong kind of predator. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I believe I believe that's all we got. Uh, anything else? No. I'm Jesse, terrified. Thank I'm you so much for coming tonight. on the show. Yeah, I thank just you love so much. That you guys are doing this, man. I love horror, and I love people who respect it because it's such a great genre. It doesn't get the Academy Award, Oscar Award, and all that stuff. So it's fun to have podcasts like this that give shout-out to movies that take up such a chunk of our childhood. I love oh, it. Oh, God, it's, yeah. Horror movies keep me company on the road when I'm traveling, so it's it's dope. And I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because of all this shit, so thanks a lot, you bad. Yeah, yeah so sorry, sorry about I'm, that. I'm that's... grabbing your hands right now. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I understand. Sorry about uh, uh, putting you putting you through this thing that we we do every week. Sons of bitches. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Have Have a good week, guys. Bye.